I want to share why I'm not having any more kids because I know that many moms struggle with the decision of whether or not to have more kids or to even have kids at all. There are lots of societal pressures that are put on women to have children, whether it's quote, just one or two or more. And I want all women to be okay and at peace with having one child or not having any at all. Welcome to a Healthy Push Podcast. I'm Shannon Jackson, former anxiety sufferer turned adventure mom and anxiety recovery coach. I struggled with anxiety, panic disorder, and agoraphobia for 15 years. And now I help people to push past the stuff that I used to struggle with. Each week, I'll be sharing real and honest conversations along with actionable and practical steps that you can take to help you push past your anxious thoughts, the symptoms, panic, and fears. Welcome. You're right where you're meant to be. All right, you might be thinking, Shannon, it's none of mine or anyone else's business as to why you've chosen not to have any more children. And while you're right, I want to share why I'm not having any more kids because I know that many moms struggle with the decision of whether or not to have more kids or to even have kids at all. There are lots of societal pressures that are put on women to have children, whether it's, quote, just one or two or more. And I want all women to be okay and at peace with having one child or not having any at all. So truth be told, I always said that I'd never have kids. And I can remember saying this as a teenager and all throughout my 20s. And although a big part of it was because there were many other things at the forefront of my life at the time, I also think a big part of it was fear. Becoming a mom? Ugh, could I handle it? Being a mom seemed really hard and like a whole ton of work. And especially when I was struggling with panic disorder and agoraphobia, I couldn't even imagine tackling being a mom while struggling at the same time. I just want to take a moment and extend a quick shout out for all of those parents out there who are struggling with their mental health. I know that it often feels like you have the weight of the world on your shoulders and like you aren't doing a good job, but you are doing a good job. You're an amazing parent, struggles and all. Okay, so when me and Adam started having conversations about our future and what we both wanted our lives to look like, luckily we both landed on, if we do have kids, we'll have one. And quick side note, I think it's really important to have this conversation with your partner. Like, what do you both want in life? What are your goals? What do you want your future to look like? How many kids do you want to have? These things are huge things that will ultimately impact and shape your relationship and your future. And all right, are you ready for this one? <laughs> Big truth bomb here. Adam and I didn't quite make the decision to have Amelia. Yep, she wasn't exactly planned. And thankfully she wasn't because I don't know that I would have ever arrived at a place of, you know what, I'm ready to have a kid now. I was 31 years old when I had Amelia. And just to put it bluntly, 31 years of being a woman didn't prepare me for becoming a mom. People often say that being a mom is the hardest job you'll ever have, but like anything else, you have no perspective until you actually step into the role. I can now confirm that being a mom is in fact the hardest job I've ever had. It is so much work. 
And looking back, I can remember feeling really overwhelmed with the thought of pregnancy and labor, but pregnancy and labor had nothing on what happened after I actually gave birth. And I delivered naturally. Yep, not an ounce of medication. The first year of Amelia's life was undoubtedly one of the hardest years of my life. There were so many things that I had to learn, like the basics of how to take care of a newborn and how to breastfeed and how to function while having a newborn essentially strapped to me 24-7. And many of these things are things that you just can't really open a book to learn or figure out. Like it just has to develop with practice and time. And I lacked sleep, like a sleep deprivation that I never even knew existed. And sleep has always been a huge priority and love of mine, and I often don't feel well if I don't get at least seven hours of sleep at night. And trust me, I wasn't getting seven hours of sleep at night when Amelia was a newborn. And on top of my own lack of sleep, I often worried about whether or not Amelia was getting enough sleep, especially during sleep regressions. You know, the moments that people often don't talk about. I feel like every picture or video I've ever seen that has had a newborn baby in it, the baby is sleeping and looks so peaceful and happy. Yeah, this isn't reality. And I say all of this acknowledging the fact that Amelia was always a good sleeper, and she always has been. But as a newborn, she of course had to be fed in the middle of the night and changed and consoled. And then with each new stage of her development, it seemed as though she very intentionally resisted sleep at times. I would read blogs and books and listen to podcasts to try to figure it out. And by the time she was a year and a half old, I said to heck with it, I threw it all out the window and she's been sleeping in Adam and I's bed ever since. (laughs) Something we both said we'd never allow. And welcome to parenthood. (laughs) I also often worried about whether or not she was getting enough milk or if she was growing how she should or if she was getting the right amount of activities to support her learning and growth or if a particular cry meant that it was something more than her just needing a diaper change or to be fed. And when she got sick, well, that brought on a whole bunch of new challenges and worries. And honestly, just the day-to-day demands of taking care of a little one while still trying to take care of yourself is incredibly draining. Almost every decision that I made each day revolved around her and her well-being. And for me, maternity leave was so hard. I was so used to going into an office every day and working a 9-to-5 job. And all of a sudden, I was at home every day with a newborn who didn't talk or walk and consumed every ounce of me. I can remember feeling so isolated at times. And if I could go back, I would have reached out and asked for much more support. I would have shared more of what I was feeling and experiencing. But being a new mom, I felt for some reason like I had to figure it all out for myself. And honestly, I felt like I had to prove something to myself. Like I could do it all on my own and I didn't need any help. I'll do a future episode on becoming a new mom, but I just want to say this now. If you're a new mom, you don't have to figure it all out on your own. And you don't have to prove anything to yourself or to anyone else. Nobody is meant to be on the motherhood journey alone. So use your support system. Ask for help. Because doing so will only make you stronger. 
And before my husband hears this episode and says, um, what about me? I was right there with you. I want to give him a quick shout out because he did an amazing job of supporting me through it all. And he continues to. And I never took his support and just his presence for granted. I know that many people don't have a supportive partner when they become a parent. And I'm just so grateful that I've had Adam to help me navigate becoming a mom. He's so caring, loving, supportive, and patient way more patient than me. And honestly, I wouldn't have gotten through the first year of Amelia's life without him by my side. Okay, real quick, let's jump into what things looked like after maternity leave. After maternity leave, I had to figure out how to balance going back to work full time while being a new mom. It was so hard. From feeling tired, to pumping while at work, to being consumed by guilt from being away from Amelia all day, to getting home and only being able to spend a half hour or so with Amelia before having to put her to bed. The overwhelm and hard just continued. And the culture in America isn't necessarily supportive to new moms returning to the workplace. And something that is still incredibly tough for me is dropping Amelia off at daycare. In three years, I've never gotten used to it. Thankfully, I've always had a safe and loving daycare to bring Amelia to, but it's a very unnatural feeling dropping your child off with a person that isn't a loved one, and I'm sure even with a loved one, because it's simply not you. And on top of all of that, because all of that isn't enough, right, I had to navigate my marriage after having a child, and this brought on its own set of challenges. You have to find balance, like how you can still connect with your spouse now that there's another human in your lives that literally depend on you for everything. You have to have good communication and still keep the romance and just have basic conversations that don't always revolve around your child. So have I talked you out of having children yet or more children? My relatives and friends always say, if you want honesty on what it's like to become a mom, ask Shannon. (laughs) But seriously, I wish somebody would have clued me in on even half of this stuff. But even if they did, I truly don't think you can make sense of it or really understand what becoming a parent is like until you become a parent yourself. And yes, don't get me wrong, being a parent is also rewarding and joyful and fun at times, but the good stuff doesn't exactly eliminate all of the really hard stuff. So don't let those photos of sleeping newborns and laughing and smiling toddlers fool you. Needless to say, there are so many reasons why me and Adam know that it's best for us not to have any more children. And I'm going to share all of the reasons with you in just a couple of minutes, but I want to share the main reason. The main reason for me is that being a mom is really hard and really stressful. And honestly, I don't want to sign up for that type of hard again. Being a mom takes a lot out of you physically, mentally, and emotionally. From pregnancy, to the delivery, to postpartum, to navigating each stage of your child's life. It's all really tough. So last Christmas, my husband had a vasectomy. Yep, we made it permanent. And making a permanent decision not to have any more children when we're perfectly able to was such a weird and hard decision to make, even though we both knew it's what we wanted. And I didn't expect it to be, but it was super emotional. And after my husband got the procedure, I immediately thought, why the heck did we just do that? I cried and I questioned myself and our decision, but deep down, I felt the same way I did before Adam got the procedure. 
I don't want to have any more kids. So when people say, but you have to have another child, Amelia can't be an only child, you can just imagine how I'm feeling internally. Let me share with you some of the glorious reasons that people have shared with me as to why they think I have to have, quote, just one more. The first, because Amelia needs a sibling. Because you don't want to put the burden of taking care of you and Adam onto Amelia when you get older. Otherwise, Amelia will be an only child and a brat. Because it'll make it easier on you having at least two. They'll entertain each other. And I want to dive into these a little because although they seem like really logical reasons for some people, they are far from logical when you really think about it. Let's start with because Amelia needs a sibling. Does Amelia actually need a sibling? No, she doesn't need a sibling. Although siblings can add lots of love and joy and fun experiences, kids don't have to have siblings in order to exist and excel in life. There are many, many people that don't have siblings that live happy, joyful, and successful lives. The next, because you don't want to put the burden of taking care of you and Adam onto Amelia when you get older. And the reality is, Amelia will have family and friends that will help to support us and her when we're older. Plus, I'm raising Amelia to be one smart and powerful little girl that will grow into an amazing woman who will be able to ask for help and support when she needs it. And also, having one child helps us to make financially sound decisions so that Amelia doesn't have to worry about financial burdens when we're older. All right, the next, and is one you probably most commonly have heard, otherwise Amelia will be an only child and a brat. And my simple answer to this is, will she be a brat? Nope, not if I raise her well. Okay, the next one, because it'll make it easier on you having at least two. I can't tell you how many times people have shared this logic with me and it's never made any sense. Will it in fact make it easier on me? No, absolutely not. Is having twins harder than having one? Yes. Is having two dogs more work than one? Yes. Sure, two kids can play with each other and keep each other entertained at times, but that doesn't take away all of the hard parts about being a parent. All right, I want to dive in and really share with you the real and raw reasons why I'm not having another child, because I have absolute peace with my decision, and I hope that I can provide that to you too, especially if you're feeling pressure to have a child or, quote, just one more. Reason number one, I'm choosing to protect my mental health and my peace by not having another child. I used to compare myself to other moms and think, why is it so hard for me and seemingly not so hard for them? And yes, the comparison game is so unhealthy and not helpful, and I know this, but I played it often. But now I can see very clearly that it's okay that it's hard for me. Just the fact that I'm able to be honest about this and recognize that it's hard is huge. And just because it's hard for me doesn't mean that I can't, quote, handle it or that I'm not good at it. Because let's be real, I'm an amazing mom. But like I said earlier, being a parent is a lot of work and it's hard. And I just don't want to do it all over again. But I think a big reason why it's hard for me is because being a mom isn't a huge passion of mine. Yep, I said it. And I kind of can't believe that I'm saying it because I felt for so long that it was wrong for me to feel the way I do. But it's not wrong and it's absolutely okay that I feel the way I do. 
And if you feel a similar way, I want you to know that it's absolutely okay. There's nothing wrong with you. And sure, I love being Amelia's mom, but it's not all that I love. I have a lot of passions in life, and I want to have the bandwidth to pursue all of them. So if this first one particularly resonates with you, I want you to know that it's okay if being a parent isn't your biggest passion. This doesn't make you a bad parent, and it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. It's absolutely okay to have passions outside of being a parent. And it's absolutely okay and necessary to make decisions that will protect you and your mental health. Okay, reason number two, and very simply put, Amelia is enough. Amelia brings me so much joy, and I feel extremely fulfilled in the mom department. I don't feel like I need to add another child to the mix to add more joy or happiness to my life, and this is a very peaceful place to be. And like with any other relationship in life, having a child can't make you happy. Children can definitely support and add to your happiness, but you don't have children to make you happy. And you especially don't have children to fix your relationship with yourself or with somebody else. All right, on to reason number three. Having a child is expensive, like really expensive. And some might say that this is a selfish reason, but it's not. Sure, Adam and I could afford to have another child, but honestly, I want to spend my money on things other than kid stuff. And you know what? This is okay. And also, being financially stressed is a huge contributor of anxiety for many people, and I think it's incredibly important to recognize and evaluate the financial impacts of having a child. To help give you some perspective, we spend close to $1,000 a month on daycare. Yep, $1,000. This is essentially like having another mortgage, and this is just our daycare expense, never mind all of the other expenses that come along with having a child. And you know what? Your financial decisions are yours and only yours. So don't let anyone tell you that finances aren't a factor to consider when having a child. Okay, reason number four, I'm an adventurer and it's really important to me that I'm able to go on adventures and travel. Now, I'm not saying that you can't be an adventurer and have kids because you absolutely can, but it's definitely a little trickier and a little bit more challenging. I know because we try to take Amelia everywhere we can, whether it's hiking or skiing or traveling, and the truth for me is doing these things with her is harder, and sometimes it takes some of the enjoyment out of the experience. And this statement might be a little shocking to some, but being an adventurer and being a mom is equally important to me. I love both, and this is okay. I'm an amazing mom that can care deeply about other things outside of being a mom. And speaking of, on to reason number five, I have many goals outside of being a mom, like helping people to overcome panic disorder and agoraphobia and traveling the world. And the reality is, I know that I can't do it all, nor do I want to feel burnt out and drained every day. Juggling working full-time and being a mom is hard, so I very consciously choose where and what I want to dedicate my time to. This really goes back to prioritizing my mental health and to protecting my peace. So overall, I want you to really hear me on this one. Whatever your decisions are, they are yours. In moments where you're questioning yourself or your decisions, get quiet and really listen to yourself. What do you hear? What do you feel? What's that inner voice of yours saying? Listen to it. 
Because trusting in yourself will lead to good things like more peace and the belief that you carry so much wisdom. And you know what? To heck with what other people think when it's relating to your life choices. Don't let other people's expectations of you or your life dictate the decisions that you make. And I give you permission to share any of these reasons, if they apply, with anyone who tells you that you have to have children, even if it's, quote, just one more. But even better, I give you permission to simply say, I'm not looking for your advice, and I'd really appreciate it if you respected my boundaries and didn't talk to me about this topic. That was a lot, but I really hope that this episode has been helpful for you, especially if you struggle with whether or not to have children or to have more children. And rest assured, I'll be sprinkling in my motherhood journey into this podcast, and I'll be sharing more helpful tips and words of wisdoms relating to being a mom. All right, until next time, keep taking healthy action, and this includes protecting your peace. I hope you enjoyed this episode of A Healthy Push. If you want more, head on over to ahealthypush.com for the show notes and lots more tips, tools, and inspiration that will support your recovery. And if you're hoping for me to cover a certain topic, be sure to join my Instagram community at A Healthy Push and let me know in the comments what you want to hear next.